There are those that believe that love is the most powerful emotion of all. And in some ways that is true. But love is fleeting. Love can be rejected. Love can die. Hate, on the other hand, is eternal. Hate fuels and drives people to act and do great and horrible things. Hate can be all-consuming and give meaning to a meaningless life. Yet it is no way to live. For that reason alone, hate is perhaps the most powerful of all human emotions. I know it well, for I am a creature of hate. For all my life it has been at the very core of my being. And because of this, I know that whatever is out there in the mist-blanketed street with me, it too is driven by hate. Stop here for a moment. Where are we? Keep quiet. Some of them are very close. If they see us, we're all dead. Fantastic. Now I'm being ordered around by a cat. Keep quiet, Nox. Barry's right. There's something very close. We hungered down at the edge of an alley. The mist was so heavy that it was almost impossible to see anything. Anything happened then. They did not walk so much as glide along the ground. Their bodies seemed to be made up and blend into the fog that hung over the city. What are they? Ghosts, I think. You think? Well, ghosts don't act this way. Not normally. Picked up on that, did you? Would have been hard not to have noticed. Well, maybe one of you would like to clue me in. It's not like I've had a lot of dealings with weird stuff like this. Quite simple, really, Mr. Knox. Your average spirit tends to be more isolated, hunting specific locations rather than wandering around like this. Could they be something else? Maybe they're not ghosts. Impossible, I suppose. But then if they're not ghosts, what are they? We watched as the ghosts came to rest in front of a door to a townhouse. The mist around their bodies seemed to swirl, causing the ghosts to become solid creatures and no longer made of mist. Then they smashed the door open. Not exactly subtle, are they? What the hell are they doing? Feeding. What? Feeding. It's what they do every night throughout the city. Their spirits feed upon the souls of the living, leaving dead, empty husks of their victims behind. Then at daybreak, they retreat back into the shadows. Usually, they're content to prey on anyone foolish enough to be out at night. But of late, people have been staying in to stay safe. So they've taken to breaking into people's houses? Some, but not all. Those shutters are made of a mystical ore. It keeps them out, but it's very expensive, and not a lot of it about. Not all the buildings are secure. Well, we just can't stand here. We have to help them. If you go charging in there, all you'll do is get yourself killed. Believe you, Nox, a laser rifle won't stop them. So what do we do? Just walk away? Yes, that is what we do. We're here for the Reality Stone, Nox. Nothing else matters. You can do that. Just leave those people to die. It won't be the first time, and I doubt it'll be the last. I assume you know somewhere where we can hide. Yes, down this way. Hurry. The sun's almost down. More will be coming out soon.
they are rising, my lady. The fog has already covered the city. Have you sealed the shutters? Yes, my lady. We are secure for the evening. Very good. Leave us now. I would speak with my daughter. As you command, my lady. You cannot be serious. Oh, but I am. Me. You want me to convince Byron to help you? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's rich. Really. Let me guess. You're trying to break into comedy now. I knew this would not be easy. But, see? You've left me little choice. Choice? What choice? This. What are you doing to, to me? I'm a tolerant god, Sam. I like a cup of wine, reading a good book, even enjoy a joke now and then. I'm even willing to put up with a certain level of disobedience. But I'm your god, Sam. You have been mine to do with the moment you took my mark. And I have had quite enough of your attitude. Every cell in your body is dying. Look at your hands. See how they've turned gray and withered? Your body is rotting around you. You don't have very long to live. But I can save you. All you have to do is call out to me and I will save you from death. Never. Oh. Your condition gets more painful as you approach death. I can only imagine the agony you feel now. The flesh peeling away from brittle bones only. Soon there will be nothing left of you but a small pile of dust. As your mother, it grieves me to see you like this, Sam. If only you'd call out to me, I could save you. Help. Help me, please. Help you. Are you asking me to save you, Sam? Save you from dying? Yes. Please. Please save me. Mother. Mother. Yes. I like it when you call me that. All better now. See? I've restored you to full health. Even helped you. I relieved you of those last ten pounds you've been trying to lose. <sighs> I hate you. Now, now, Sam. We've made progress in our relationship today. Do you really need to be taught another lesson so soon? What do you want from me? As I said, I need you... To convince Byron to help me. Why? Oh, I was hoping you'd ask. Keep them out. They cannot get through the steel. 
and the walls are made of a substance too thick for them to pass through. We should be safe until morning. You just left those people to die! And what would you have me do, Nox? Run into the building and nicely ask the ghost to stop killing people? It's not like I have some magic trick up my sleeve to control supernatural creatures, you know. We should have tried something. Anything instead of just running away. Nox, if we had gone into the house, we'd both be dead now. Ghosts are some of the worst of the supernatural. Worse than gargoyles? Far worse. At least you can shoot a gargoyle and might have a chance of stopping it. There is almost no way to stop a ghost. The moment they get their hands on you, you're as good as dead. And they feed off spiritual essence. The very thing that makes you, you. When they're done, there's nothing left of you, not even your soul. They consume it all. Barry, you're sure we're safe in here? Yes. This is a disused warehouse along the Willamette River. I've been staying here most nights. The gates are made up of the mystical ores. Well then, maybe you can explain what's going on outside. To a degree, yes. Good, but first I think I'd like to know what you really are. Ah, I was wondering when you'd get to that. I assume he's really not a cat. (laughs) No, I'm not really a cat. This is just one of the forms I like to wear. You have others? (laughs) Quite a few when I think about it. So why look like a cat and call yourself Barry? I like looking like a cat. And I like the name Barry. Simple as that. Sleek creatures, cats. Able to get in and out of almost anywhere they want. You still haven't told me what you are. Let's just say I'm a fellow traveler of the Shadow Realm, much as yourself, Byron, and Mr. Knox here. How did you find out our names? Just one of my many talents. Fine, you want to be vague, be vague. But I hope you'll explain what's going on outside. Well, you and Mr. Knox should get comfortable. This could take a little while. What? I thought I was very clear. Reality is breaking down. Various elements from the realms are bedding into one another. The ghosts outside, for example, they come from a dark world where they feed upon living souls. So the universe is... collapsing? I guess that's one way to look at it. How? That's my fault. Well... Mine and Byron's, when you think about it. The reality stones are what keep the fabric of creation stable. As long as they stayed with their guardians, the realms would neither flux nor wither nor change their state and remain locked away from one another. Now that they are floating about freely, the effects on the whole of creation is in danger of collapsing in on itself, wiping out everything. I thought that's what you wanted. The end of this reality so you could bring back your own. Yes, but not like this. Without the other reality stones, I can't control what has been unleashed. Everything is running wild and chaotic. In a very short time, everything will be wiped out. The Shadow Realms, your Earth, the Higher Dimensions, even Gypsy Cove. Gypsy Cove? Gypsy Cove is a realm all on its own, and a really bad place to take a vacation. Don't ask. But bottom line, we're facing an apocalypse which no one will get out of. Not even God herself. But you have one stone, and Byron has the other. Won't you need the third? If we withdraw to a place of temporary security, we can use the two stones' energies to create a stable, safe zone. 
And the rest of the Shadow Realms go to Hell in a Handbasket. Well, Heaven and Hell are going to get wiped out along with everything else. This is the best I can do at the moment. If I had the third stone, I could stop this altogether, but I can't find it. It's gone missing. I can't do this alone, Sam. I need Byron's assistance. Okay. I'll help you. But first, we need to find out where Byron's got to. We must hurry. We don't have a lot of time. So, Dr. Sparrow, or Leviathan, whatever you call her, is behind all of this. Yes, it's all part of her plan in order to bring out her vision of restoring of her world. And she has to wipe out the whole of creation to do it. At the moment, she is gathering up all of her followers and taking them to a place of safety to wait out the end of everything. So, she's the one who took Sam? Yes. How do you know all of this? I told you. I travel the Realm of Shadows. In my time, I have visited all of the Twelve Realms. But many of them are being affected now. And a lot of good people are dying. Dixie Stenberg and the Brassy Battalion are currently in World War II and fighting against Legion of the Iron Dead. And you don't even want to get me started on what's happening to the Leviathan City on your own Earth. Suffice to say, things are bad. Things were so much simpler when all I had to worry about was zombies, vampires, and the odd werewolf. Now it's all Elder Gods and Universal Armageddon. This wasn't in our agreement, you know. Who are you talking to? Doesn't matter. I doubt they're listening anyway. Never did give a damn about anything. Why do I even bother? I think herding rabid cats would be simpler. Not really. Tried that once. Harder than you'd think. And all that foaming at the mouth. Yuck. Look, what are we going to do? We have to stop Leviathan before she destroys everything. Obviously. Then what are we going to do? We need to find the third stone first. Maybe combined with the stone I have, I might be able to do something to stop her, but if she finds it first... The third stone has already been found and recovered. Indeed, it was found some time ago. You mean Leviathan has it already? Leviathan? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Indeed, the one who holds the third stone asked me to find you tonight and bring you here. Oh, enough with the games, Barry. Who has the stone? The cat speaks of me, old friend. I recognized the voice instantly. I felt a cold chill run up my spine as I turned to face him. Like me, he was dressed all in black. Except his suit matched the Victorian style of this world. Perhaps I should not have been surprised to see him. His intellect and cunning nature almost surpasses my own. He smiled as he doffed his top hat and made a small bow before me. I'd hoped you were dead. I'm sorry to disappoint, Byron. Alive and well, as you can see. Well, dead and well, at any rate. I take it you two know one another. You could say that. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Vlad Tempis of the Dracul dynasty. But you may know me better as Dracula. The vampire guy? The very same. You found the third stone? Oh yes. I found that quite a while ago. And what of its guardian? You don't want to hear about that. 
Suffice to say, I've found a means of neutralizing it. It's no longer an issue. And you have the stone here with you. Dracula smiled at me once more as he reached into his jacket. He rummaged around for a moment before pulling out a sphere made of a milky white substance. He held it up so Nox and I could see it. The Air Stone. Together with the Fire and Ice Stones, it can bend creation to its user's will. I assume you're not going to just hand it over to me. <laughs> a very good assumption. Then what is it you're proposing? I doubt you've brought me all this way just to show off the Air Stone and gloat about finding it first. Oh, Byron, you can be so dull at times. I suggest we join forces. An alliance? With you? Last time we met, you gave me the impression you worshipped Leviathan and wanted to bring it to Earth. A clever ruse. Had everything gone to plan, I would have been able to control the creature. But, as always, you got involved and bollocked up all my work. Now look at what you've caused. Dracula put the stone back into his jacket, then reached out his hand before me. So... Together? It seems I have little choice. I reached and shook the vampire's hand. With a dark smile, he began to laugh. <laughs> You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 4, Episode 1, Furnace, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Natalie Van Sistine as Sam Beale, Ben Harmer as Thomas Knox, Klein Angus Dodds as Dracula, Victor Aurelius as The Cat and Freak Show, and Laura Post as Leviathan. Music by Midnight Syndicate. Byron Theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by M. Sierra Garcia. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. This is Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. <laughs> <laughs>